0: Hi, I'm Matt Ward, and welcome to the Running Industry Podcast Weekly News. Thanks once again for joining me as we look at the Running Industry Podcast Weekly News, our short-form news roundup on what has caught our eye over the last seven days in the world of running and the wider running industry. And this week, as lockdowns here in the UK begin to ease, events, races and running festivals are starting to announce their plans for what we hope will be a summer of running. And we start with the world's biggest Saturday morning 5k movement that is Parkrun, as they continue to build up to the restarting of Junior Parkrun in just over 10 days' time in England. Writing on their blog, the team at Parkrun state. We are thrilled to share the news that we expect to see 52 junior events taking place on Sunday, April the 11th. Many more junior events are also moving through the restart process, and we are now working on a rolling week-by-week basis. We continue to work towards a return date with our junior park runs in Wales. The part run team state that they are also still focused on the much anticipated return of the 5k park runs on Saturday the 5th of June, still in England only at this point. Keep up to date with all of the goings-on via parkrun.com. In event news, Salomon have announced that their super-popular Salomon Festival will be back this summer on Saturday, August the 7th. For 2021, the Salomon Festival will be heading to the Chilterns to explore this area of outstanding natural beauty with a host of new activities. Attendees can look forward to a new 5k timed route to go alongside the 10k and 20k timed runs, new one and two hour guided hikes, new products to test within the demo pool, practical trail running and outdoor skills workshops, talks on the outdoors, kit nutrition and fitness and more. The event will even have an outdoor cinema and live music. Organisers also state that COVID restrictions may be added to the event in line with government guidelines and that participants will be updated. This looks like it should be a great summer event for trail lovers and tickets are now available via salomonfestival.co.uk. Keeping on the festival vibe, the team behind the Love Trails Festival, which is planned to go ahead in Wales this July, have announced Love Trails Collective, a community of passionate trail runners from around the world. Termed the Netflix for Runners by the Love Trails team, this is an interactive online trail running community and a one-stop shop for trail inspiration, giving members well-being and growth through a weekly programme of live workouts, hangouts, talks, Q&As, and they even have a book club. Every Sunday, the Love Trails Collective publishes the following week's programme of live classes, talks and conversations, including Hit and Stretching for Runners with Alice Hardy, a live cooking demo with Lucy Bartholomew, and why is sleep important? And we all need a bit more of that. Membership is from as little as £5 a month, and you can find out more via lovetrails.com forward slash collective. Finally, in event news, Cape Wrath and Dragon's Bat Races are confirmed for this summer. Trail Running Magazine reports that the organising team behind these two mammoth multi-day events, OREA events, have stated that plans are in place for the Dragon's Back and Cape Wrath events, along with Great Lakeland 3-Day and Skyline Scotland, to be held as part of a revised schedule in 2021. Race Director Shane Oley says, The last year has been immensely difficult for everyone, and as both a race organiser and participant, I have an acute awareness of the impact that the pandemic has had on the event sector, and in particular on mountain running. For many months now we've been preparing the moment when we can line up runners on the start line for one of our iconic events and now, finally, we're confident that this will happen in August and September. It's going to be a very busy time in the build-up and will culminate in a frenetic two months, but we know that everyone associated with our events is as excited as I am about what will be a thrilling return to mountain running races in the second half of 2021. Cape Wrath takes place on the 1st to the 8th of August with the silver Great Lakeland three-day between August the 28th and the 30th, the awesome Dragon's Back race in Wales from September the 6th to the 11th and the Salomon Skyline up in Glencoe, Scotland on September the 18th and 19th. Keep up to date and check out all of the news via areaevents.com. In footwear news, it's been a super busy last seven days or so as many brands clamber to announce significant new and updated shoes for 2021. We begin with ASICS as Runners World report that ASICS makes its super shoe debut with the Meta Racer Tokyo. The article states that this is Asics' first carbon fibre plated racing shoe and the Tokyo model is also a limited edition release of the standard model with a fiery neon upper to celebrate the 2021 Olympic City. But the rest of the shoe is unchanged and it pairs a rocker-style midsole with an aggressive toe spring that's designed to help runners reduce excess movement of the ankle, saving energy. The MetaRacer and MetaRacer Tokyo have a 9mm drop and are priced at £180 more via ASICS.com. Next, the Peregrine has landed. Yes, Saucony's Trail Classic sees its 11th edition as Run247 report that the supportive neutral trail shoe designed for rough terrain gets an update. The 4mm drop shoe comes with 5mm lugs on the outsole and also comes in a GTX Gore-Tex version. The Peregrine comes in men's and women's version and is out now and you can find out more via the Soccony.com website. Stick into trails and Innovate have released their long-awaited Trailfly Ultra G 300 Max with graphene-enhanced cushion foam and is designed for ultramarathon and long-distance runners. So, what's the benefit of graphene-enhanced foam, I hear you ask? Well, scientific tests prove that the foam infused with graphene the world's strongest material, delivers 25% greater energy return and is far more resistant to compressive wear. The new shoe has certainly generated some interest and it will be interesting to see how the Ultra Gs stand up in a long-term wear test. The shoe comes in at 300 grams and has a 6 mm drop and is priced at £170 and available to buy from the 8th of April, so head over to Innovate.com to find out more. Now, you might be wondering why we haven't mentioned the GB Olympic marathon trials. Well, we thought that since the amazing runs from Chris Thompson and Steph Davis had probably gained enough national mainstream and running media print, column and pixel inches over this last few days. However, one thing that did catch our eye was what was on Tomo's feet, other hawk-eyed footwear geeks may well have noticed that the On Running Sponsored Athlete shoes drew a striking resemblance to the Nike Vaporfly, and well that's because they were a blacked-out pair of the Vaporfly Next Percent, which contain a carbon fiber plate and the brand's Zoom X Foam. To be fair to his sponsors On Running, they have stated that they understand that Chris wore a competitor shoe. He also did the same at the Vitality Big Half in 2020. And they support the 39-year-old in chasing his Olympic dreams and state that On is getting ready to launch the newest generation of its patented cloud tech system very soon. Interesting stuff. And finally, this via the Runner's World website. Barefoot running isn't a new phenomenon, right? But how about barefoot running on a frozen lake? Yes, back in January, Norwegian YouTuber Jonas Feld Sevaldrud broke the world record for running a half-marathon barefoot on snow in a time of one forty-four fifty-eight. Seeing this, a few weeks later on the 6th of March, Spaniard Karim El Hayani, who currently lives in Bromont, Quebec, bested the record when he ran an incredible one thirty-six forty-five. El Hayani, who is 27, has been running since he was 14, and he tried running with shoes at first but quickly opted to run barefoot as the sensation of his feet in shoes wasn't pleasant. Even when El Hayani moved to Quebec a few years ago, he continued to run barefoot in the freezing cold and at first he could run for about 10 minutes before it just became too cold. But he adapted to the cold and now says the sensation is unique. It's difficult to describe. At first, it's very cold for my feet. But when I start running and my body warms up, I'm good to go. Amazing and slightly bonkers. So that's it for this week's edition of the Running Industry Podcast Weekly News. If you're a brand, event, organisation, or news outlet and want us to feature your new story on the weekly news, just get in touch via the links on the show notes or on social media at runindustry. Remember to subscribe to the Running Industry Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and also listen and subscribe via the website runningindustrypodcast.com where you can listen to all of the Running Industry Podcasts and get the new ones as they are released. You can also follow us, of course, on social media via at runindustry and if you'd like to support what we do, you can pledge via Patreon, links on the website and in the show notes. Thanks once again to all of our listeners for the support and this week's weekly news. Make sure you keep listening every week and also rate and review each episode and be sure to tell your friends. I'm Matt Ward and the Running Industry Podcast is a Supersonic production. And until the next time, goodbye.